Welcome to today's episode of Money Talk with Skylar Fleming. In today's episode, we're going to be exploring the questions around why is insurance so expensive with Jesse Wilkinson. He is an insurance agent, so we're going to be talking all things insurance. There's some great numbers that we go into about why is there so much money going into premiums? What does it all cover? Why do we need insurance? Why or how do we avoid feelings of thinking insurance is a waste? How do we understand the value of insurance? And then we're going to talk about some silly things that maybe we think about insuring when maybe we don't insure enough on the big things. So there's some great conversation that's happening today, and there's a couple key things to keep in mind. So make sure to pay attention to today's episode, and then at the end, we'll wrap it up with some key takeaways that I had from today's episode. But the money talking points for today's episode are, what things in my life should I consider insuring? And two, what things in my life do I not need insurance for? So keep those questions in mind, and let's get right into today's episode. You know, we don't talk about money enough. It's a topic that gets ignored for some reason, even though it plays a role in everyone's day-to-day life. Well, this issue is what brought Money Talk with Skylar Fleming to reality. I know you're probably busy and don't have time to research and learn about all the things that go into personal finance, but that's where this podcast, Money Talk with Skylar Fleming, comes into play. I'm your host, Skylar Fleming. I'm here to do the research and learn all the extra stuff about personal finance. The goal is just to simply get us talking about money. So let's get talking. Welcome to today's interview. I'm here today with Jesse Wilkinson. We're talking all things insurance and maybe answering the question, why is insurance so expensive? Jesse, do you want to go ahead and introduce yourself to everybody? Sure. Thanks, Skylar. My name is Jesse Wilkinson. I live in Morgan, Utah. I work for an insurance company here. I've been an insurance professional for 10 years, most of that in Wyoming and some of that here in Utah. Awesome. Yeah. So you're, like you said, you're an insurance professional. So we came to the right person to maybe answer some questions about insurance. This will be fun. And yeah. Jesse and I are actually like legally related uncle in law in law. So like there's a couple, <laughs> couple in-laws in there, but that's how we know each other. So we've been looking forward to doing an episode about this. So Jesse called me probably a month or two ago and said, Hey, we can, we can set this up and sent me over a presentation of his looked at it. And we got some good questions going on here. So we'll just dive right into it. You mentioned in your presentation that there was 1.4 trillion worth of premiums in 2021. To me, that's a ton of money. What goes into all those premiums? That's a good question and it is a ton of money. I, I wanted to share that with people so they get a feel for how much money is in the insurance industry, right? I mean, what we know about the insurance is what we pay on a monthly basis. And I don't I don't know if I've yet to meet a single person that is happy with that. They're happy if they've had a major loss and it's been covered properly. They're they're very happy. But $1.4 trillion in a year, that sounds like a ton of money. Mm -hmm. Now, you got to remember that there's more than 5,000, there's almost 6,000 insurance companies worldwide, or not worldwide, but uh, in our our country. And that 1.4 trillion has to cover all the expenses of running those businesses and all the claims for those years, for that year, and also have enough reserves for future claims. So if you were trying to think, okay, how do I set up a a company? And you had access to $1.4 trillion, you'd probably think you're pretty rich. Yeah. 
There's a lot you could do with that much money. And then the billions and billions and billions of dollars of claims start coming in and they never stop. Yeah, I bet. And some, some of them, um, you might be surprised at how much a, even a very small thing can cost. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, there's a lot that that money has to go towards. And I, yeah, when I see that number, I think, wow, why am I still paying so much in insurance if there's that much money like in the system? That That's my first thought that it goes to. But like you said, when people use it and they're covered well for like the purpose of insurance, that's when you're really happy with it and you're glad you got it. So yeah. why do we need insurance then? Like how do we find that need to make us happy when it gets used properly. Why do we need insurance? I like to say that insurance is for, it's for the unfortunate few paid for by the fortunate many, right? You don't ever want to be the, the unfortunate few people that need insurance. You might find yourself driving along down the road and you're drowsy and you go off the road and you total your car and now you're um, paralyzed, right? That's life altering thing. But most people are not going to experience that. Those are the, the fortunate many versus the unfortunate few. Insurance is a nice social instrument, nice social, uh, perfect Ooh, word, statement. Yeah. a product for people in a in a civilized manner to just rise raise the standard of living for everybody um <clears throat> one thing you should know and and be aware of is insurance is designed to save you from bankruptcy mm-hmm. it's not designed to just pay everything right so you could go through and buy insurance on all kinds of things in fact skylar you probably go into a store Mm-hmm. and buy some electronic for a hundred bucks. What do they say? Would you like our extended warranty for three years or protection <laughs> yeah. program? Yeah. 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 Would you like to, you know, and I, I oftentimes say to them, no, I just like to have a product that works. Yeah. <laughs> yep. right? I don't want to guarantee that you're going to replace it when it breaks. I just want uh, a good product. And so, so if you keep that in mind, that insurance is here to save you from bankruptcy, not to you know replace your tires or your windshield or the things that you can handle. I know it's a perk because that's about the only thing that people feel like they can get back. You know, they're like, "Oh, mm-hmm. I'm getting my money back because I got my windshield replaced." Yeah. Well, that's not what insurance is designed for. Have you ever noticed that uh, a lot of insurance companies have the word "farm" in it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, farmers got together and said, "Look, if we just..." spread out the risk of fire or hail damage or wind damage or frost. And when you spread it out, we're all going to spend a little bit of money. And that way, when there's a loss, only one of us is going to incur while the rest of us will um, mm-hmm. help pay for that. Yeah, it becomes like a shared expense. And I think to, I guess, relate the point to something that I talk about a lot about on this podcast is like the idea of saving for future expenses, like by breaking them down month to month. And I think what what you're getting at in my mind is that insurance is saving for those one-off like crazy events or like those life altering things like you mentioned, and we can all like bear that burden together a little bit. Yeah. You know, um, so sometimes people say to me, and this is kind of back to where you said, you asked, you know, a bit about insurance being expensive. I ask some, have you ever got your money's worth out of a helmet mm-hmm. or a seatbelt, right? 
And it's like, well, no, not really, because I bought it and I never used it. <laughs> yeah, never, never used it to protect my skull. Yeah, never used it to protect your skull. You never did. But the truth is, you did get the use. Mm-hmm. It was a safety net to protect you. The folks that, uh, you know, I, I talk a lot about September 11th because that was a big deal. And lots of people lost their lives. It was a tragedy. And we all came together as a nation to help out. And insurance companies did too. Um, you might not know this, but because the insurance doesn't cover acts of war, their contracts didn't require that they cover any kind of losses due to September 11th, but they did. Hmm. And, and, you know, that's the humanity that exists in us and, and why we do these things without in the insurance network in, in our nation, we'd have some serious problems. Yeah. And I, I'm almost thinking about like that, that was such obviously a tragic and crazy event, but I almost wonder if maybe like a little bit of technology and automation has maybe taken out that like social aspect of insurance of how people are like bearing those expenses and reducing that risk for those like unfortunate few, like you mentioned, I wonder if maybe, maybe a little bit that since it's all automated and all automatic payments, that makes us feel a little bit like it's, it's not going to anything good. Whereas like when you hear about those stories of someone whose insurance maybe helped save them from bankruptcy, those are always like, wow, that's really nice that that was able to come in and help. You know, it's interesting because I'm, I'm the face of insurance for the people that I deal with. And I'm aware of the competitors that I have out there, right? When you say like the advancement of technology, where anybody in the United States, if they have Wi-Fi, can just log on, find a provider somewhere and get insurance, pay with a debit card over the phone, never meet a human soul Mm -hmm. and have that same kind of feeling that somebody's watching over them, right? Mm -hmm. So... I'm going to tell you about the insurance issues that happened in Colorado in 2021. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you know this, Skeller, but there was uh, wildfires there in in Colorado that destroyed hundreds of homes. And of those homes, um, only 33% of those homes had enough insurance to rebuild the house after it was destroyed. The rest of those homes were had a shortfall, so there wasn't enough money to rebuild the house after it burned down. And as an insurance professional, I asked myself, why, how in the world could that happen? Right. It's like mm-hmm. any agent's worst nightmare. <laughs> yeah. I, can, I bet. Not to mention a homeowner. I mean, if you had a, a beautiful home and it burned to the ground and then you went to replace it and you have to get another mortgage, right? A second mortgage just to pay for the house that the insurance should have paid for. Those, uh, Those are where I try to recommend that my clients do their due diligence to get to know the person responsible for their policy, right? The question I ask, I'll ask you, Skyler. I'll say, do you have an agent? What's his name? Not a clue. I, my, my agents, the, my computer, I guess, (laughs) like, like I was saying, it's, it's all, it's all technology based. We just go in there every six months. I get an email, I pay it and we're good. Yeah. And, and truthfully, there's a whole cycle of life. Insurance is like other advice. It's like financial advice. Uh, you shouldn't, it, there's no like wrong way to do it and what, no right way to do it. Mm-hmm. And those are just the ways. Um, what's right for you might be wrong for the next person. So it's custom, what I'm trying mm-hmm. to say. And you'll see advertisements in insurance saying, hey, we're going to get you a customized, only pay for the things you need. There's a whole bunch of 
catchphrases mm-hmm. out there. But the fact is that you should know probably more your insurance person than your insurance company, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Because <laughs> I hope you like this. This is the thing I say to lots of people. I say, Skyler, if you had to do business with the mob, if it was required to do business with the mob, wouldn't you want an inside guy? Yeah, yeah, that's funny. Yeah, that's true. You want you want someone who knows what's going on with the mob. That, right. Yeah, that's an interesting perspective. Yeah, well, that's the way I view myself. Um, not because I really think that we're the mob, but I understand how people feel. And mm-hmm. so I use that because they laugh and they say, oh, yeah, Jesse, that makes a lot of sense. I, I can see that. Yeah, it's all about perception. Like we... Most people probably like we've started out saying, oh, yeah, there's so much money going to premiums. Where's all that money going? So there's a little bit of a maybe a mixed perception on insurance. And I think leading into our next question, I think sometimes people can feel like it's a waste. But like you said, there's if you know someone who's helping you, there's there's ways to uh, understand insurance to make it feel better. But how do we avoid those feelings of thinking insurance is a waste? How do we understand the value that it can bring? I think our whole conversation has been leading up to this as well. But like, what's some other ways that maybe we can understand the value of insurance? Um, That's a good question. And if you want the best value, right, it's going to be with time. And most people that I talk to, they're like, they don't want to deal with insurance. They don't want to talk about it. They don't really want to talk to me about it. But if you knew that you had already paid for a professional who knows insurance to come and Mm -hmm. talk to you about it, and you've already paid for it, it's a perk. It's almost like a perk mm-hmm. to have undivided attention for one hour of an insurance professional and use it, right? Mm-hmm. Most companies would say, hey, we want to visit with you at least once a year. And if they don't say that, then you should demand it, right? So Skyler, if you were insured with your auto policy um, through somewhere like, let's just say one of the, the top big three, mm-hmm. I won't mention who they are. You know who they are. You can tell me who you think yeah. I'm talking about. But... Oh, I don't know. Uh, we're with Progressive. That's all Okay. Say. So, yeah. So, you say with Progressive. Can you imagine picking up the phone and say, Progressive, I want a professional to tell me all the coverages of my policy, every single one, all the lines, all the dollar amounts, what the money is going through. I'll hold. Yeah. I think someone's going to go on the line. Maybe it'd probably take forever. Like, and I wouldn't know the person I would like, I probably, probably not. Like it'd be, it'd be completely up in the air. Like I'm just thinking through it in my mind and I don't really know if that would happen or not. It's, it's a little bit of a fallacy with the public because you understand, it doesn't take long to understand the coverage, some of it, Mm -hmm. and you know what you're getting for your money. For the most part, you say, Am I covered? Yes. Which, you know, there's a huge ream of paper, hundreds and hundreds of pages that determines if you're covered or not. Mm -hmm. But yet the public says, am I covered? Yes. Okay. There's so much that goes into it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But the truth comes out in in the after. You should think of insurance as three parts. The price you pay the service you get, and the coverage that exists. Those are the three main parts. Most people think that insurance is like 90% what you pay, right? Mm -hmm. And to the point, maybe it's even 99% because they don't have claims. They haven't ever had a claim. And 
They're very low maintenance, so they don't have to have a lot of service. And so they really feel like insurances all pay and nothing else. So you have to use it and then it doesn't cover something or something yeah. like that. And, and you don't, and they say, if I use it, then it just goes up more and I don't like yeah. to use it. Well, Skylar, if, if, if using you as an example, you had an agent who would call you and say, Skylar, it's time for our annual review. I know we did one last year in the last three years in a row, but I have new information for you. And we'll just quickly go through the coverages it's one hour out of the thousands of hours that you have a year mm-hmm. and you've already paid for it, right? Like that's the thing. It's in essence free because you've already paid for it mm-hmm. and you just got to say, yeah, come to my house, sit down, tell me all about my insurance for an hour. Yeah. Cause um, I, I think, I think about like service professionals and things like that. Like I, a couple of my like financial podcasts I listen to, they say, why would you try to navigate your retirement by yourself when we've done thousands of them? For insurance, it's like, why would you try to like navigate all the lingo, all that like thick paper stack of document you mentioned by yourself when there's people who understand it? Like like you said, like, yeah, you pay for that kind of a service, but you're getting you're getting so much out of it that allows you to not spend time thinking about it because you have a professional on your side. Perfect. Yes. And and uh, as, as automated as things can get, you just there's so much in the language and so much that you don't know. And you don't even know what to type in the search bar, mm-hmm. right? It's it's when I sit down and, and go through a declaration page, which has all the coverages, and I start saying, here's the dollar amounts. This is what it pays for. Here's more dollar amounts. This is what it pays for. Do you know what this coverage is for? Do you know what that coverage is for? And then I find out about the client and I find out their mentality and how they view the world. And it allows me to treat them differently. It's good to have a face to face. Yeah. There's there's just something about the human touch that just helps you, I guess, feel more comfortable with it, especially with navigating such a complex subject because every company, like all those big ones that you can go online and just get a quote from, they all phrase it differently. It's all maybe laid out slightly differently. All the numbers are maybe just they're just different enough that you're like, is this the same thing as this? And it's just so hard to compare and gets all confusing in in my experience. You know, one of the things that people don't consider is they don't consider the person. If you don't have an agent, mm-hmm. right, then then you're at the will of whoever you call 800 number. If you do have an agent, there almost should be a dollar sign or a dollar amount right on their forehead so you know what you're paying for, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there isn't one, but there almost should be. But that's determined by him and you, and it's negotiated every day. Because if you have an agent who will return your calls, that's prompt. That's good. Every agent tries to be that way. They don't all succeed. I've been guilty of it a few times myself. But an agent that will call you back, answer your questions, and get things right. I mean, they're worth their weight in gold. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I think that's fantastic. What are some of the like insurances that are key to consider? And what are some that we might want to avoid? Like you mentioned right out the gate, we were talking about that protection program on a random electronic item. That's probably something that's not going to bankrupt you. So we may want to avoid that, but what's some things that people need to consider they need to insure and what should they not bother with? You know, that's a good question. And I'm going to tell you this, if you can pay for it out of your bank account right away, you shouldn't buy insurance for it. Mm -hmm. That's a rule that I have lived by myself. Recently, I bought a washer and dryer and they asked, do you want this insurance policy on it? And it was tempting Man, I don't know why it is. It's crazy that us as a society, we don't like paying insurance. 
but we really do. <laughs> yeah, on, especially on the small things, they'll they'll get yeah, you. Yeah, especially you all on these the small tiny things. things. And they're like, you want to insure this, and then your insurance company comes up and says, you want to insure your car, and you're like, oh, that's too expensive. When you're paying yeah. insurance on something that's like like nothing, it's nothing. A new washer and dryer is a thousand bucks. That's what the cost of a lot of deductibles. Yeah. So a thousand bucks, brand new washer and dryer. Do you want insurance? The answer is no. Anything that you can pay for, you should say no to. And the things that you should consider highly of having insurance for, proper insurance on your home and on an auto is important. Liability especially is important when you consider what you're worth. Skylar, if we were getting, if we were having a discussion on liability insurance, I would ask you, what are you worth, Skylar? And then you would tell me, I'm worth, you know, 500,000, a million dollars, $10 million, right? Mm-hmm. And if you're worth that in assets and cash in the bank, then you should have someone else protect you with deep pockets. So if you get mm-hmm. sued, they don't take all that money away from you. Yeah. And I That's, think one of the, one of the things I'm hearing like throughout this whole conversation is that like, as your assets and values get up, I think that's even more like even more of a sign that you need to work with a professional. Yep, It's true. Yeah. that that That's fantastic. Yeah. Awesome. Like you said, home auto. And like you said, those things that maybe you can't just write a check to replace. Those are the things that you need to look at. Was there anything else that you think isn't really important to consider insuring? Well, we talked a lot about home and auto, but life insurance payments every year they rival social security. So the amount that social security pays out to people is practically the same that life insurance pays out to people every year. And Mm -hmm. maybe we don't know that, but um, that's one thing that you absolutely 100% know that will happen. Even the one person who we say lived forever, Jesus had to die first. So we all die. Mm-hmm. Everybody dies. You know what's going to happen. And so protect yourself so it doesn't, if it happens prematurely, you don't leave loved ones in the lurch. But also, you can take advantage of some benefits and leave wealth for them too and in mm-hmm. better position. Yeah. Life insurance is definitely something that I would say don't try to do it on your own. You got to, you got to make sure you know what you're doing, know what you're talking about, make sure you're talking to a professional in that area. But Awesome. That's been a, that's been a great conversation. I, I had a fantastic time learning a little bit more about insurance and getting a better feel for it. I guess the final question is the title of this episode. Why is insurance so expensive? Just to summarize it, why do you think insurance is expensive? <laughs> it's expensive because we don't know what's coming. We don't know. Um, we talked about, I mentioned September 11th. Nobody could have figured, no one could have mm-hmm. thought that was going to happen, right? That cost billions, like $30 billion, September 11th did. And that was something overnight. Now we had to, to take all that cost and, and make everybody whole. But here's three things, Skylar, that are really paying, that are really costing insurance a lot of money. The first one is social inflation, which is the idea among people that I'm owed something. I need to get it back. I need more, right? So social inflation, mm-hmm. the idea among all people that I deserve something. The other one is nuclear judgments. So when a case does go before a judge, it's reaching higher and higher amounts. If you ask the random person, uh, does this person, does it, in, this, in this case, 
should we award them 10 million or 50 million? Mm -hmm. The idea is probably going to be higher to the 50 million because let's make insurance companies pay. And then the third one would be litigation funding. If you, Skylar, were involved in an accident and you went online and said, I need help with my lawsuit, you would find dozens and dozens of law um, companies, firms who want to dump money into your case, especially if it's against a large corporation because mm -hmm. there's insurance involved and we'll all get paid out. One case in particular, I'll tell you in Florida, it was a vehicular homicide by a trucking company. One, hum one fatality, the judgment was over a billion dollars. Uh, yeah, that's a lot. I, it sounds to me like the legal system causes a lot of expense. <laughs> yeah, that's that's those are the three reasons why insurance is really expensive. Awesome. Well, I guess not awesome. We don't like it being that expensive. But, <laughs> but great conversation. I loved it. That was fantastic. I, I learned a lot there. And I think so did everyone listening. And too bad we don't do a video podcast because the whole time I was thinking about how we're matching. Like we got very close <laughs> colors. So too bad we aren't recording the video, but maybe maybe this will be a first. But yeah, uh, Jesse, thanks for coming on. It was a really fun conversation talking about insurance. It's an area I'm not super familiar with. So it was, it was great to bring on a professional, but thanks for joining. And we'll make sure to leave maybe some contact information for you if anyone's interested in like what you had to say. Thank you, Skyler. main things to consider about insurance. It's about price, service, and coverage. So make sure to keep those in mind. And then one of the other takeaways that I had is if you can pay for something with your own wallet, do you need to insure it? The answer is no. It is very likely no. If you can pay for a new one, if that one were to break, just accept it and don't worry about the insurance on it. But remember, insurance is for things that we don't know are coming. So consider it, consider the things that you should be insuring. And go have a money talk about insurance today. It's a really complicated subject, so it may be something to consult with a professional on. Jesse's information, of course, is in the show notes. But one thing that I would like to ask is if you enjoyed this episode or any other episodes of mine, please consider leaving a five-star review. We're super close to episode 100, so I'm going to be looking to go on other podcasts and do some more social media content around that. So... If you want to be on this podcast, please reach out to me, or I'd be happy to answer any questions. My email and contact information, of course, is in the show notes. Thank you for listening to Money Talk with Skylar Fleming. I'm your host, Skylar Fleming. Have a great week. Thank you for listening to Money Talk with Skylar Fleming. This show is provided for informational and entertainment purposes and may not be specific to your unique situation. Please be sure to do additional research before making any financial decisions.